0: hi guys welcome to create my headspace thank you for listening to the podcast create my headspace is a self-improvement philosophical psychological and awareness podcast the ideas expressed on this podcast are solely personal perspective and may not reflect the views of a mental health professional listeners who need further help or medical advice about their mental health are advised to get in contact with a licensed professional thank you guys so much for tuning in I hope that everybody is having a beautiful day today. Um, In this podcast episode, I wanted to talk about the difference between healthy change and controlling your partner. So the differences between love and control. And especially in this culture where a lot of memes revolve um, toxic behaviors in relationships, it is Sometimes a little bit difficult to determine whether or not what your partner is doing is actually an act of love or control, seeking to constrain you from either talking to certain people or doing certain things because it's stemming from a place of insecurity for you. And um, I think in order to really understand the difference between control and love is Control is when you're asking your partner to change at the expense of your own discomfort. So if something that your partner is doing is making you feel intimidated, for instance, if your partner has a friend and those friends go out all the time and you have a difficult time maybe making friends with people outside of the relationship or maybe you want to feel that the relationship you and your partner share is... Of highest priority in both your and their life, you might feel a little bit intimidated and ask that your partner spends less time with that person than they already are. That is control because you are basically being told to cut um, ties in a sense, even if it's not entirely, you're basically being told to minimize how much you get along with somebody else or how much time you spend with somebody else. That is an act of control. Um, so asking your partner to do things, change their behavior, because deep within, it makes you feel either threatened or insecure or inferior. So that is a controlling partner. And the scary part about that is that oftentimes um, a partner who is controlling doesn't even make those why it doesn't make it widely known that it's coming from an insecurity that they're having within and they will tend to mask that insecurity with flipping the script onto that other person. So I guess we'll get into that in a minute. While on the other hand, healthy change is just requesting a change that the partner knows that their partner would benefit from separating their own desire So, obviously, when you love somebody or when you care about somebody, and this isn't just subject to romantic relationships, but it can really be for any relationship, um, you want what's good for that person, right? So, if they get, say, a job promotion that's awesome. And you're going to feel happy about that because you know that that's something that they wanted. So you are considering their desires and needs and what would be better for them in the long run or what would benefit them. And you know genuinely um, is something that they have been wanting and um, you know that your own happiness is separate from theirs. So you're not struggling and relying on, um, you know, you're not clinging on to the fact that they're what's making you happy and you guys have your own happiness. You share happiness together, you come together with your happiness, but you have separate happiness and you celebrate one another's happiness. So I guess um, in order to deep dive, I wanted to start talking about the controlling partners to begin with. So something that you'll often see is um, that when you become a little bit more aware of the Characteristics of a controlling partner or person in general. There's a, first of all, there's a stigma that controlling people usually are physically violent or outwardly, emotionally abusive and put you down in various ways that are very obvious. But sometimes um, controlling partners are so good at concealing like their initial. Intention with things because, like I said earlier, a lot of controlling partners just feel so they feel like they need to have people on a leash in order to assure that they don't be abandoned. And most of the time, these people in childhood weren't shown healthy boundaries and um, they are just. So afraid of being abandoned by their partner or feeling um, less than someone else in their life that they feel that they have to bring them super close to them and keep them within this fence of you don't go outside those limits because at that point I have no control over what you encounter. And that can be really scary for the person that is seeking control because... They're no longer having a say in what their partner is doing, and that's a lot of the time when you'll see these controlling acts being put in place. So kind of what I was saying earlier is the stigma of control is physical violence, that physical violence is in place, but most of the time, partners who control or use manipulative tactics without really revealing their personal underlying intent. So they kind of flip the script to the other person and they emotionally manipulate them and create a sense of fault on their end or guilt. And um, this is usually because, like I said, they're not concealing, they're not, or I'm sorry, they're not revealing what their insecurity is. So um, I think especially in in regards to jealousy. So if your partner has a friend and you feel like your friend, that friend is spending a lot of excessive time with a partner, it can feel kind of intimidating because you don't know what kind of depths that they're reaching. So that's why it's so important to just check in with, okay, why am I asking them to change what I'm asking them to change? You know what I mean? Like, am I asking them to stop hanging out with their mom because I don't like her? Or am I asking, you know what I mean? Like, you need to get deeper into your intention because all the time we're pointing fingers because I think in all aspects of life, nobody wants to feel like they're wrong. You know what I mean? It's kind of a blow to someone's ego. No one wants to feel like they're wrong. No one wants to be wrong or in the wrong. No one wants to admit that they have faults because sometimes we don't know that we have the ability or tools to approach those faults. And so we turn it around on other people or people turn it around on other people. And that's the easier way out. But I promise if you want to have a healthy relationship with someone, you have to, before you go and make suggestions or before you try and alter something about that person, you need to ask yourself what your intention is. Because sometimes we develop, we kind of adopt a narrative in our head. Okay, well, me asking this person um, to do this differently is because it would be better for them or blah, blah, blah. And we kind of convince ourselves, um, of that, but we're actually suppressing a really big reality that we might be insecure or feel personally attacked or, um, experiencing some discomfort. And something that I really, a quote that I found that I really loved when I was just kind of investigating this a little bit more was control cuts and care connects. I honestly don't know who this comes from, but I just think that quote was beautiful because it's true. Control cuts because if you think about it, kind of like I said earlier, when your partner goes beyond that fence of your control, so your partner is going beyond that fence of your control, and what if they meet somebody new that might get them a new opportunity in life? And I'm not saying they're gonna, you know, um, cheat on you or anything, but if they meet a new friend that gives them a new opportunity and then they start, what if they start? going skydiving all the time and then you feel excluded from it because it's their own personal hobby and then they find a great love for that hobby and you're someone who's pretty codependent and feels um that you must be the person and thing that your partner invests the most time into in their life well now that they've gone beyond that um You're going to try and control that, so you're cutting that happiness off your off from your partner. Your your partner had so much fun doing that new hobby they found, but now because you feel inferior or you feel um, threatened by their expansion, you're cutting off their happiness. So you're controlling them. Control cuts, but care connects. um, Even if it makes you uncomfortable, for instance, that say you ask, you say, um, maybe if they could set a little healthier of a boundary discussing all the aspects, pretend your partner's talking about all your guys' bullshit with his mom. Yeah, that's kind of uncomfortable because it's not her business. But, um, if you were to go and ask if they could minimize how much they discuss, um, you will connect with your partner and also, you know, care connects the both of you that he will, they should understand, okay, well, that is kind of personal. And maybe I shouldn't be revealing that much of the depths in our relationship to someone that isn't involved in it. And it's not to say that that, that you can't share anything about your relationship outside of it. But if it's a personal matter, especially of your partner, maybe you shouldn't be sharing everything to such a great extent. You know what I mean? Because the relationship is something that the both of you guys are sharing. It should be personal. So you're going to feel connected with your partner once they understand that. And also, um, maybe because of such outward, like not in place boundaries now, the partner and their parent will share a more happy relationship because they respect each other more and not asking such invasive questions because hopefully that makes sense. Because in this example, um, maybe the partner's parent would be asking super personal questions and then they think, oh, well, since they're opening up to me about something that deep, then maybe I can keep asking, keep asking, keep asking. But in reality, that there are boundaries that should be set in place. Um, that was not the best example, but hopefully that does kind of give you guys some clarity. So I think something to remember is that control cuts and care connects. So um, another thing that I kind of wanted to touch on before we move on to um, is it love instead of is it control is just some characteristics that you'll find in these relationships that are controlling. So kind of like I said earlier, a lot of people um, have a fear of abandonment and rejection, and they hold their partner so tightly, kind of keep them on a leash because they fear that they'll leave. They fear that someone else will come into their life that might offer something more than them. And so they ask To have that person cut those ties or beg to have more attention distributed to them. So they're constricting, um, the relationships outside of their relationship. The part, that partner, the controlling partner, asks their partner to limit or minimize how much connection they share with other people. That is one of the main characteristics of a controlling relationship. So, um, another thing that, A lot of the time, that's why I think it's kind of scary social media recently is like how much our culture has accepted extreme amounts of um, time together as partners. And like I said earlier, something that's vital is like being able to have your own happiness and spend your own time alone. Sometimes um, people that are in controlling relationships feel have feelings of like, oh, I'm over feeling overly lucky to have the partner in their life. And that's because um, a controlling partner will kind of ingrate it in your head in order to, again, not be abandoned, that they understand you so well. And you guys maybe have such great history that it might be hard to find somebody else like this. You know what I mean? Or we're so caught up on the idea that there's no one else like this and that we're gonna never find anybody better. But in reality if your partner is making you feel that you're overly lucky to have them, I'm not sure that that's a reflection of love because we should feel free when we love. Um, Another characteristic that I kind of, kind of came across was, you know, I guess I already said this in isolation from friends and family, um, especially people who seem very close as it can feel threatening. Um, Another one would be demonstrating Love only when it's aligned with the partner's expectations and desires. So you only show them love when what you get what you want out of it. So, like I said, um, if your partner goes out to hang out with friends or meets new people, you're not going to be in a bad mood because they were gone all day. You know what I mean? Obviously, we have emotional needs, but your partner does have a life outside of you, and you have to be okay with that. And because I guess, you know, just demonstrating love only when aligned with your partner's desires. So your partner would have been happy with you if you would have came home um, and spent more time with that person. But also, why why are they not giving you love when you did something that doesn't involve them? So conditional love. Um, so another thing that I kind of jotted down was bringing up previously resolved issues again and again um and then making it seem justifiable so when you're in an argument with some with someone sometimes it is you know it can be reasonable to bring up something of the past because um Learning experiences through previous experiences. So if your partner didn't have a takeaway from something they did in the past, um, and it was a healthy boundary that you guys both established as healthy, then the action is repeated that's kind of a different story, but if you are saying, "Oh, well, it's kind of like that one time when you blank," and then the comp- the problem was completely resolved, and you just want to add on and make your argument seem more justifiable, that is another act of control. So, another one that I thought of was accusations, jealousy, and paranoia. So. Um, that kind of sucks because it's like your partner will always be walking on eggshells and trying to make it clear to you that there's nothing to worry about. And then you guys are creating, um, again, control cuts, care connects. You guys are cutting your love together by making the barrier of jealousy and separation. And jealousy is common. It's not nothing to be ashamed of in a relationship, but it really is just about how you approach it. And accusations and jealousy going hand in hand can really lead to um a lot of controllingness and especially, you know, isolation from friends and family. Um so another one that I think is really important is probably going to be the last one that I'm going to be talking about is just here when you guys are having a conflict, um Your partner hears your point of view, but they always seem to have something to rebuttal against it. So arguing happens, and then at the end, what should take place is understanding, right? I actually have a really nice quote. I'm sorry. I have to look this up right now. I have a really cool quote that I found the other day, and is definitely involving this. So, one second. Um, Oh. So, and I quote, I don't know who this is from, but I love it. It says, I love that feeling when you talk stuff out with someone and you both become aware that neither of you were wrong. You just saw the scenario differently. Talking really should be about seeing each other, seeing things from each other's perspective rather than the need to be right. So, if you're constantly saying but after... You, you hear the point of view of your loved one and you're trying to still justify that they're not completely right, that is you implementing them, implementing a feeling in them of feeling uncertain of their own experience. And everyone has an experience for a reason. Everybody's life experience is their own, and we all come up with opinions, values, morals based on prior experience. So in order to show somebody unconditional love and understand them, you have to understand their experience. And I'm not saying that you can't say but whenever you guys are discussing things, but make sure that you're completely Understanding of where they were coming from to begin with; otherwise, you'll keep repeating those patterns of bringing up issues of the past. So, kind of to close off the episode today, I wanted to talk about healthy change and um, the beauty in that. In, in relationships, is you feeling fueled and um, energetically charged when your partner succeeds or shares connection with other people. So you feel fueled and separate. You you separate your own emotional experience from your partners and you see it for what it is. So did what your partner do genuinely make them happy? And even if it involves something that you might feel a little bit insecure about, you take a step back and you think, okay, what's the underlying intention of why I'm feeling inferior right now or why I'm feeling a little bit threatened? Am I just a little jealous? And maybe we can talk about that. Or am I, am I maybe feeling less than it it really can all depend. But just knowing that you feel happy for your partner, as long as you know that what they did was benefiting them and made them feel happy. So separate your own emotions entirely. So just and another thing I wrote down was kind of the same thing ask things, ask of things that don't come from your fear of abandonment or loss of power. So when you're asking for things, um, maybe your partner is a little bit distant from you recently, obviously, you're going to want connection. That's how relationships happen is genuine connection conversation. Or maybe they're not giving you enough physical attention. Um, those are very valid and important things to ask of. But it really is just coming to terms with is what I'm asking not coming from my fear of abandonment or loss of power? And what can I, what kind of questions can I ask myself in order to redirect my train of thought and make me not feel so upset um, or afraid of what my partner um, is doing? So another thing is is just taking responsibility for your own happiness So remembering I guess these all really just come to come down to um, just being happy within like knowing that what you're asking for all comes from a good place and you're not seeking to control your partner and um, you know you know that your partner if you're if you're a little bit confused of why your partner is asking you something or asking to change something ask them well, Why? And then, if the if if the why is very directed towards you, take a good step back and think about that for a moment. And if there's any possibility um, that you think it might be more of an insecure insecurity issue on your partner's end, I think maybe asking them wouldn't do any harm. You can ask; you have all the right to ask. And a lot of the time, if defensiveness comes to play, then that is a sign that it is an insecurity. So, um, something else I wrote down was less need to rely on others, making you happy since you are already creating your own happiness. And, um, that is mostly what I wanted to talk about today. Um, a lot of the time in today's culture, we're a little bit torn between being controlling versus, you know, love. And, um, I see a lot of people, especially on Facebook, I swear to God, I'd be unadding people left and right. Because you guys are cool people in person, but it is emotionally exhausting for me to read um, things that just scream codependency. And a lot of the time, I think a lot of us have these certain train of thoughts because we're just consuming so much media that's promoting control. Like, not being able to have male friends when you're a woman or not being able to have female friends when you're a male or etc. And what we have to realize is that when you are having these limiting thoughts, please take, uh, not limiting thoughts, I'm just so used to fucking saying that. When we're having these beliefs that our partner is doing something ill or is um, going too far outside of us, Take a step back, a clear step back and think, is it because I'm afraid of losing this person? And what can I do to change that train of thought? And and sometimes we just really do have to come to terms with if our partner isn't committed to us and um, you actually do have a concern that they're cheating, I don't know that it's very beneficial for you to proceed along with that. And um, that's where all this reflective thinking comes to play. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Every single time I record one of these podcasts, I feel so grateful that some of these thoughts can be heard by other people, and it really means the world to me. So um, if you'd like to get in contact with me, my email is at create my headspace, which is spelled C-R-E-A-T-E-M-Y-H-E-A-D-S-P-A-C-E. My Twitter is cmheadspace. I don't really use that. And my Instagram is create my headspace spelled the same way. I hope you guys are having a beautiful day. And please just make sure that you are creating and generating some source of happiness from within. And I promise that everything will start to unravel and you'll feel a lot more grateful and a lot less codependent of other people making you feel happy. (laughs)